Welcome to Seeking Scripture Deep Diving Bible Study. I'm Christy Jordan, and I want to help you develop a firsthand relationship with the whole Word of God. For links and graphics mentioned in my podcast, please visit the corresponding post on SeekingScripture.com. May Yahweh bless the reading of His Word. Good morning, siblings. Today's readings are Numbers 23 through 25. One thing I want you to notice as we read today, the world cannot curse what Yahweh has blessed. Also, a key verse which we should have at the forefront of our minds when it comes to how we treat the word of Yahweh, God is not a man that he should lie or a son of man that he should change his mind. Has he said it and will he not do it? Or has he spoken and will he not fulfill it? Numbers twenty three nineteen. Add to that this, Malachi 3, 6, I am Yahweh, I do not change. Our Father is steadfast. He is constant. He is sure and true, and His Word can be trusted. Unlike the doctrines of men, beliefs du jour, and tides of culture and opinion, He does not change. So if we are to follow Him, we'd best be careful that we are actually following Him rather than someone presenting an idea of how the current culture wants Him to be. How do we do this? Read His Word. Believe it. Do it. James 1.22 says, But don't just listen to God's Word. You must do what it says. Otherwise, you're only fooling yourself. I want to welcome back my sweet friend Debbie Ingle with her rabbit trails today while I try to work ahead a bit on our study notes. Debbie's Rabbits We left Balaam humbled by his donkey and Balak anxious for Balaam's curse in Numbers 22. Let's see how this history continues to develop to the great horror of Balak, king of Moab. Balaam instructs Balak to build altars and prepare sacrifices to Jehovah. Then Balaam went to a barren height, which is a bare hilltop, Numbers 23.3, where God met with Balaam, Numbers 23.4. This meeting and a few others did not go as planned. Balaam leaves this encounter with a blessing for Israel. As a matter of fact, each time Balaam goes up to meet with Jehovah, the blessings get better. Keep in mind that these blessings are being uttered by a pagan sorcerer hired by a military enemy to curse Israel. A few highlights. Numbers 23.10 says, Who can count Jacob's dust? Who can number a fourth of Israel? Numbers 23.23 reads, There is no sorcery effective against Jacob, no divination against Israel. Numbers 24.5, How lovely are your tents, O Jacob, and your dwellings, O Israel. Numbers 24.9, He who blesses you will be blessed, and he who curses you will be cursed. Remember, compare that to Genesis 12.3. By this time, Balak has had enough. I summoned you to curse my enemies, but look, you have blessed them these three times. Now go home. That's Numbers 24.10-11. But before Balaam leaves, he has just one more blessing to share, free of charge. Numbers 24.17 reads, I see him, yet not at this moment. I behold him, yet not in this location. For a star will come from Jacob. A scepter will arise from Israel. A star from Jacob? A scepter from Israel? Sound familiar? 
This is our Messiah, Yeshua, Jesus. Yes, Yeshua's star and scepter are prophesied by a pagan sorcerer while Israel is still wandering in the wilderness, thousands of years before his first and second comings. Matthew 2.2 says the star has come, and Revelation 22.16 says the scepter is coming. We can be sure that Yeshua, Jesus, has already come once. There is no doubt that the star prophecy is true. But do we really believe he's coming again to rule with his scepter? Do we believe he's coming again? Most believers that I talk with do believe that Yeshua is coming again. In word. But living out that belief is sometimes hard. Why is that? Maybe it has something to do with thousands of years. Waiting sometimes makes us feel like maybe we misunderstood the prophecy. Or Yahweh changed his mind. Or maybe scripture is just a work of fiction. Friends, do not fall prey to that line of thinking. Live in confidence, knowing that the star was fulfilled over 2,000 years later. The scepter will be fulfilled. Numbers 25.3 Notice that when Israel began to fraternize with the people of Moab, Israel became joined to Baal of Peor. The word joined can be translated as bound. Isn't that the way of sin? We think we're joining in sin, but it's really binding us. And the absolute brazen nature of their sin. This is definitely a passage with an R rating. While people actually had the nerve to sit and cry at the entrance to the tent of those who had been judged, I believe the implication here is that they were fornicating in the tent, in Yahweh's presence. Notice how serious this is to Yahweh. We are told that 24,000 people died before this stopped. And it is stopped by the righteous anger of one man, Phinehas. For his zeal, Phinehas is given a covenant of shalom, and his descendants a covenant of an everlasting priesthood. Numbers 25, 12-13. Everlasting. Check out that word in Hebrew. It's olam. Phinehas is even remembered in song. Remember how often Israel used songs to remember and teach their history? Psalm 106, 28-31 in King James reads, They joined themselves also unto Baal Peor and ate the sacrifices of the dead. Thus they provoked him to anger with their intentions, and the plague break in upon them. They stood up, Phinehas, and executed judgment. And so the plague was stayed, and that was counted unto him righteousness unto all generations forevermore. Sometimes it takes one person, standing up for what is right, to atone a multitude of wrongs. Test everything. Hold tight to what is good. 1 Thessalonians 5.21 We are saved by grace alone. Obedience is not the root of our salvation, but it is the fruit. May Yahweh bless the reading of His Word. I love y'all. Bye-bye.